0: Oh, hi there. It's been a long time. Welcome back to Radio Rehab. I'm Dana and I'm an alcoholic and an addict. This is the episode I never wanted to do, but no, I have to deep down. When I first started this show almost seven years ago, it was because during my last run, I wished there were cameras on me and that I could talk to people so that people would know what a relapse actually looked like so that everyone can see how far down you can go so quickly. And I also wanted to share my experiences with people who could relate everyone from the addict and alcoholic struggling to our families who are trying to understand us. This episode is called from five years to five months because that's what I have right now. I relapsed last year and I decided to check myself back into treatment. And that was very hard for me because I've been in so many treatment centers. And honestly, I felt like I knew everything, which is just my disease and self-centeredness getting in the way of my recovery. So I had to tuck my tail between my legs and go back into a treatment center and not be spouting off, oh, I know, I got this, I've, I have had years, you know, I used to have time. No, because that doesn't matter when you go in there and you've got one day of sobriety. Obviously, I did something wrong. And I just want to say that it wasn't that the program stopped working for me, it was that I stopped working the program. That's why I relapsed. Once I started going down the path of relapse, I was just setting myself up for failure in every possible way. And now I'm back with five months and I'm humbled. I've gone through lots of grief, shame, guilt, embarrassment, all the feelings that come when you relapse. Some days I get stuck in those feelings. Other days I'm able to be positive and grateful and look on the bright side. But both feelings and thoughts come and go. The hardest part was feeling like I let everybody down, including my angels who have passed away who I feel like are watching over me. But I owe it to myself and everyone else struggling to share my story. This is probably the hardest episode I've ever had to do, but it's definitely the most necessary. In this episode, producer Char and I talk about where I've been and the relapse for the first time ever. I explain what happened, how I got to where I'm at, and what I had to do to get back. And producer Char is finding out everything along with you because this is the first time she's heard this. Before we start the episode, I just want to say if you or anyone you know is struggling Try to hang on to your seat because coming back is the hardest thing ever. Let's join the conversation.
1: Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. All
0: right. Okay, how to do a podcast, Ali, after you haven't done a podcast in like a year, 101. If, if, if the <laughs> listeners
1: out there, I mean, we're, 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 Flying completely off of the cuff here, so uh, if uh, if you if only you listeners can see the two of us were like staring at each other not knowing how to start recording. <laughs> so.
0: Exactly, that's exactly what's happening right now. And um, basically, I'm just here to prove I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah,
1: a, l- a lot of people have been looking for you, Dana.
0: Yeah, it's funny because one time I escaped a rehab. This was like in 1997. And it was around the whole andrew kunanan versace thing oh my god and i called her one day called my caseworker and she goes dana more people are looking for you than they are andrew kunanan where the fuck are you
1: oh my gosh
0: so now i'm like who's today's uh version of andrew kunan scott laundry of the The guy who was in the woods for forever and they found him dead yeah (laughs) <laughs> they didn't find me dead that's the catch that's... well they did but that's a whole nother story <laughs> oh so
1: um everybody uh welcome to radio rehab i guess i'll try to help get this started um it's been it's been a hot minute it's actually been uh just just shy of a year actually the last episode that we released was um, which I can understand would cause people for concern or uh, a little, you know, a little wondering is your last uh, episode that we released was April 29 and we titled it death and extract. Yeah. And and we didn't promote this episode that much cause um, you know, you were, as I don't know, as I didn't know back then, or I kind of did, but I didn't know what it was leading into or what it was going to be is, you know, you were going through some stuff. And, yeah. but in that episode, you talked about, um, uh you know, having a little bit of a relapse with vanilla extract. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got questions about all of this stuff and part, and we're doing things a little bit differently this time. Um, You know, you and I, I'm a little bit blind here for what we're going to talk about. And most of the time, I know what you're going to talk about, Dana. I know where things are going, or I've heard most of these stories. I know what happened. Uh, I know where you've been. I know what's going on. And in this case, in general, I know where you've been. I I know what's been going on. But I haven't had the details. And you and I have talked and texted over the months, but it was very much elephant in the room where I have no idea. I have no idea. And it's like, one of those things is like, well, she'll talk to me when she's ready. And then, you know, over time, you know, months have passed. And then finally we were just like, what the F are we going to do here? Like, and I, and you and I jumped on the call and tried to catch up, but then we said, Hey, let's save it for the air and let's make, let's make this natural. So I'm going to learn um, I'm going to learn a lot of things about what's been happening to you over the course of the last 10
0: months. But you're right with the listeners on this one. Yeah, like, absolutely. Everybody is hearing it for the first time. Even me, because I don't really think I've talked about it. Yeah. And I mean, in rehab. Oh, spoiler alert, I went back to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: um, you know, like, yeah, you 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 kind of went radio silent on um, on social media. Everybody looked for you i tried to do um i tried to uh tell everybody that you were just taking which was true you were taking some time off uh that you needed to kind of get your gear get gears back together i didn't know it was going to take you know until you know 10 months i didn't know it was going to take this long but um but here we are and um Uh, It sounds like you're in a good place and I look forward to hearing it, hearing about it. But I mean, like, I mean, where to start? Like, let's just go back to the beginning, like death and extract.
0: First, I just want to say that my absence from social media has been the best thing I've ever done for myself as far as learning how to really be mindful and be in my program. And if it weren't for, um, you know, having to promote this show and maybe a few cat pictures, I would never go back on Instagram again. It just sucked the life out of my day and it for nothing, you know, four hours later, I'd be like, what did I just do? Whereas now I really do exciting, interesting things. And I don't feel the need to take a picture to it, a picture of it because I don't feel like, oh, it didn't happen if I don't post it. But I am going back on Instagram and I know there are a lot of people that have been looking for me, but it's like, it's like you were just saying, like, I needed space. Um, that's been my problem. That was my problem that led up to the, to the relapse is I was just straight busy until the pandemic broke and it wasn't with recovery. You know, I mean, I was doing this show. I was sponsoring people. I was going to meetings, but they were on Zoom. My sponsor moved away. I wasn't working with anyone. And it was just I was just draining myself and depleting myself. And I had nothing left to give. And finally, you know, when things really shut down for a good minute during the pandemic, I realized I had nothing and I had no defense against that first drink. And that first drink being vanilla extract. So, yeah, the last episode that we recorded death of vanilla extract, I'm very pleased to say that Sarah did not die. Um, she's she's pretty much in remission right now. She's had two cancer surgeries since then, and they both were very successful. She lost all of her hair. She's got a fabulous wig. She sent me pictures of herself uh, from the Stanford Cancer Center with this like amazing herbin that's like leopard colored and sparkly glasses <laughs> she's like the chic the most chic cancer patient ever but she's doing well and, and i think uh, a lot of people oh, that's want awesome that happened to her
1: that's 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 interesting because that's actually on my you know, i've got a list of you know different points that i want to make sure that i don't miss and um i didn't think that she had passed because i would have i'm sure i would have heard about it um oh yeah but um but i also was didn't know how she was doing so uh that's that's uh, good to hear that she's she's doing all right.
0: Yeah, she's great. Uh, she she came down to L.A. a couple of months ago and I actually met her in a meeting and we saw each other and hung out. So that's, that's awesome. that was cool.
1: So real quick before we jump into it again is. um, so The social media thing. Well, since you're doing so well off of it. Like, do you think it's a good idea to go back into it?
0: Um, I don't. No. I mean, honestly, I wish I could stay off of it. It's like, I just want to go in like for maybe 20 minutes a day, like a few things and post whatever I need to post. But it got to the point where I was signing in and there were like hundreds of things that people sent me privately that was like a link to their pictures, which I just could have seen if I was scrolling. And I was just so I was getting so overwhelmed. And then also there's the very real thing of the way people make themselves look. Now that I'm in LA and uh, in the program down here and have met a lot of people, I've seen the life of influencers. I know what they do. And people who aren't considered influencers, you know, still live that way and make their lives look perfect. And it is kind of, you know, destructive for people to see that. Cause then you compare yourself to people and nobody's taking a picture of themselves on the toilet on Saturday night, except me. I still you still go through my Instagram at Radio Rehab Dana. There's a picture of me with both of my cats in my lap while I'm on the toilet on a Saturday night. And that defines my life. So I'll go back to posting toilet selfies probably, but you know, no filters or, Oh, look, I'm at this mansion. <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll like, you know, hearing stuff like that will definitely make me, you know, a little bit more aware how that stuff's affecting your life. And if we need to, you know, curtail it curb it or whatever Um, right make it you know auto auto posts so that you don't have to jump on and or something something like that sorry guys if that's what's gonna happen but you know sobriety comes first i guess
0: (laughs) I, i i love my people i love interacting with people but yeah like my recovery is paramount right now um and that's one thing I realized, you know, um, during this whole thing where I got sober relapsed and got sober again. Um, that was one of the things that went wrong was I once again, got too busy because we bought a house and moved into it. And I quit. I was so busy because I was loaded during the last move and don't really remember anything and didn't do much um, except get all nervous and worry about zippy on the transport down here. So uh, this time I felt like it was all on me and I did everything. Fletcher was at the new house with nothing in it except his office set up. I was at the old house with the task of packing the entire house. And you know, me, you know, me, how I, the decisions when I had to like, you know, when somebody takes my order at a restaurant, it's like brain surgery. It's so painful. Me having to pack a whole house and figure out how to help. You know how the hell to do that and get boxes, and I'm the least organized person in the world. So, even having somebody help me, it was just so stressful. And once it was all done, and we got into the new house, I realized I had no recovery runs once again, and you know, I had no mental defense against the next train.
1: Okay, that's right. the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, no, that's where I was trying to get us back to. So, yeah, let's 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 start. Let's you know let's go back to way back when because so you you dropped uh, you know death and extract and you talked about um you know having some instances with vanilla extract which I know about I was there for uh you know like I got your phone calls um and um I know I like I was very much of you know engulfed in knowing what was happening to you back then right um I didn't know what happened to you, uh, you know, about a month after that, about a month after that episode. I mean, except for the fact that, you know, you called me and told me that you were going into rehab. Um, but in death and extract and it's like making me put all the little pieces together and you didn't go, you didn't elaborate in it. Um, but you're, but you mentioned, or you, you alluded to that this started, that the relapse started in San Francisco.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I like, I didn't know that. And you, we never talked about that. So, so what the hell happened?
0: Well, relapse in my mind. And from what I've learned now that I've officially been in 17 fucking rehabs. Oh my God. I'm going to, if I, if I ever have to go to another one, God forbid, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to say it's 17. I'm not going past the number 17. I know I said that I 16, but I mean it this time, but yeah. Okay. So It did like when I say the relapse started, it wasn't full on like drinking relapse. It was thinking relapse. It was the way alcoholism manifests itself without us really like doing anything to feed it, Mm. just me doing things that, you know, maybe I would not have told my sponsor about or me being secretive about things, me not taking care of things resentments that I had for miles um, feeling victimized, like all the shit that was going on with me and some part of my brain, I think I was resigned to not get back into it, like just to not get back into the program. Um, because like in the last episode, where we were talking about vanilla extract. Of course I started using it because of stress and insomnia. And then I continued to tell myself that's what I was using it for when I was dumping a whole bottle in like with a teaspoon of milk and downing it. Oh, I did that because I'm stressed and I need to sleep. That's what mm. I was telling myself. That's the level of denial that my disease can play on me. Mm. Uh, but so during that time we did this episode and it's like, I talked to a lot of people in recovery and there were people who were like, no, you don't need to change your date. And then there were people that were like, dude, that's like moonshine. You, of course you fucking need to change your date or <laughs> alcohol. And that there isn't vodka. Um, And I think the people who told me I didn't need to change my date were worried for a good reason. They were worried that if they said, yeah, you need to change your date and start over, that I would go, oh, well, fuck it. Then I'm going out, Mm. which I ended up doing anyway. So, I mean, except I didn't go back to drugs. But Uh,
1: uh, that was another question. So so this was purely alcohol, drinking and alcohol. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, okay. So there's one point where I went to the hospital and I was just completely out of my mind sobbing. I had just like fallen down the stairs and I went in there and I was completely honest with the doctor. I was like, look, I am an alcoholic. I had five years sober and I've been drinking vanilla extract and now I feel like I need it every day. And I've got the shakes and I was sobbing and she was like, If I told you how many people came in here with 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, telling me the same thing you're telling me right now, you would not feel this badly. Like, Mm -hmm. pick yourself up by the bootstraps and and move forward. And when I ended up back in rehab, there was maybe one person in there for the first time. Mm -hmm. Half the people had been in that exact same facility within a year. Wow. So, yeah, the pandemic was a real bitch on all of us alcoholics and addicts. There are some people who just love Zoom and, and you know, it's great for them. And so the pandemic did nothing bad to them, yeah. you know, and then there's something that they, it did make them depressed. But I guess maybe they probably had a stronger program than I had at the time and it helped them get through it. I had a really, really weak program when this was happening, Um which is well, why I'm glad prior
1: just- to prior to the pandemic. So, you know, like we're inching on god help us two years of of pandemic so yeah. so um, leading into that so like this time two years ago you know before the pandemic started uh if i look back
0: i was gearing up to for a relapse if i look back on everything i've done it was setting myself up for failure
1: hmm. interesting do you think that um if there wasn't a pandemic you it was it inevitable that it probably would have happened.
0: That's a good question because if there wasn't a pandemic, I still would have been dealing with the death of Grammy, the death of Pete Inc., the death of K-Fog, you know, all that stuff. But, but then other I,
1: things, other things could have happened. You know, the San Diego job could have happened or. Oh, there's that
0: morning that too. Yeah. <laughs> like If that happened. Oh yeah. If that happened, there's no way I would have fallen off. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that that's the reason I fell off, but I mean, if I had something to live for, basically, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then that would have, yeah, that would have made things differently, but you you, kind of have to make yourself so that you're okay, no matter what happens. Right,
1: right, right. And, and, you know, we're not, and of course we're not making like, oh, this is, um, we're not saying, oh, this is the excuse for why you relapse. It's just, I'm just like, just, you know, I'm just trying to put the pieces together of, you know. What happened? Like, what happened? You know, and 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 well, here's another question is um do you regret moving to LA in the middle of all of this? Do you think that played a factor or do you think um
0: what- well see the thing is is it's like it's always different and difficult when you move. Like when I moved from Sonoma to San Francisco, I went through that big depression mm-hmm. and had to get on Prozac, but I stayed sober, you know. Like I worked my ass off and stayed sober. So I think it's more completely relocating and not being able to go to meetings and be accountable
1: and be Mm -hmm. in front
0: of people. Cause I mean, like the bear, always just talk about the future of meetings is, you know, VR and AI, and I'm like, you don't fucking get it. Like, the program is written for a certain way, and it's not going to become the new norm to do something where you don't have to be seen. You can have a cartoon avatar, and you could smell like booze, and no one would know. Like, that's not the thing for AA. It's worked a certain way for almost a hundred years, so I'm pretty sure that's the way it's going to stay. oh well,
1: I mean, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, then like, there's you know, like I, it's it's you know, like old school versus new school. Certain yeah. people t- versus you know. You know, preference, you know, the preference of people like I used to say that a lot about um, in-person meetings versus conference calls when it came to business. Uh Like I used to hate like when I used to, you know, like um, when I was starting up uh, when I was working with a couple with startups like Breathe Radio or, you know, Straight Mail Friend um, before I started doing my own thing and I had business partners. I used to hate. They always wanted to do conference calls. They always wanted, and I was like, "I want to be able to look you in the eye and see that you're paying attention to what I'm saying." <laughs>
0: right? And, you
1: know, that was always you know, a thing.
0: A meetings every like half the people you can hear dings in the background because they're in their texts or their emails, or you can see their eyeballs moving, reading something. You know, right? Like Nobody really present.
1: Right, and um and that was always the thing. Like I used to, and you know, the, you know, uh, my, my partners used to hate me for it. Cause I'd be like, uh, we're going to have an all hands meeting and I want everybody to drive into the city for this. And they'd be like, why can't we just do it on a phone call? Cause there was no zoom back then. And, um, right. and they're like, why can't we just do a conference call? And I'm like, cause I want to make sure that you heard what I said. <laughs> what yeah. You, you need eye contact. And, 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 and part of it was, I was, I was Getting frustrated with the fact that my job, which was engineering all of the shows and editing all and and recording and doing all the live shows and having to physically be in the building, and I was in the building, you know, twelve hours a day. When my business partners like, oh, we we're working from home, and they would leave, and I'm like, um, I don't know what you're doing now. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I digress. I digress. Um, but uh. Okay, so well, so. Well, let's get into
0: the thick of it. So, yeah, that's, I, I guess I like. Of this episode is, is gonna be called from five years to five months. Cause that's exactly what happened. That's where I'm at now. Um, I have five months and it was harder to come back than ever. Um, the doctor that I was talking to you about a minute ago when I went to the ER, Um, I did what Chris G did. He used to go there and ask for detox meds and they would give them to him. And they gave me Librium. And in a blackout, it looks like I tried to kill myself. Now, first, let's get to what blackouts are. Because my whole life when people are like, did you blackout when you were drinking? I would always say yes, because I thought a blackout meant you passed out and then just woke up a long time later. A blackout is when your mind passes out and then your body goes out and parties without you. So in my mind, I'm passed out, but my body's running all over the house, you know, like screaming and yelling and falling downstairs. And I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, So at some point, whatever part of me was awake, which isn't like my real brain, I guess, went, you know what? I just don't want to fucking wake up from this because I don't think I can go back to, I don't think I have another recovery in me. It's too embarrassing. It's too shameful to go back, you know? And I hear a lot of old timers with like 30 plus years saying when it's like, how'd you do it? They're like, well, I don't want to raise my hand as a fucking newcomer again. Cause it is, it's very shameful. Not that everybody there is trying to shame you or anybody is trying to shame you. But when you're, the newcomer, and you've lost a bunch of years, it, it feels like, you know, everybody's looking down on you, whether they are or aren't, that's how it feels. Um, so you know, when you feel like people who hate you are like good, but the most important thing to me that some that somebody said, and this is somebody with over 40 years of sobriety is you did not lose that five years. You have every single ounce of sobriety that you've learned since you were 16. You're just starting over with your time. Mm-hmm. You didn't lose what you knew. You didn't, lo- you know, lose all the things you accomplished. You didn't lose all the things you had learned. You just lost your time, and you just have to start your date over. Right. And and then somebody else said to me, and this was really cool when I was like crying about how I had relapsed and I was so bum. Like, said, you know what? Fuck anybody for judging you when you have to fight a battle every single day. Fuck them for judging you if you fall down and decide to get back up again. Mm-hmm. Most people don't decide to get back up again, so it's like, yeah, the way we judge ourselves, it's like, wait, here I am trying again and trying to live again, and then judging myself, and therefore assuming everyone's judging me.
1: Um, so for timeline's sake, so April of 2021, we did the the vanilla ex- the death and extract episodes. Um, you you know, you talked about relapsing, or you talked about having you know the vanilla extract issue. I like you know, there's a lot of things that we talked about off the air a little bit about um you were showing some signs of things and like definitely and uh, as I'm learning, it's like you're you're like in like this kind of you know, very long haze of blackout where you like a lot of defensiveness coming out. I know like you know, there were times that you kind of chewed my head off about things and I'd be like, Whoa, you know, or you know, that made me a little concerned. Uh-huh. But um you know, as I learned, I was like, you were way further than I thought that you ever were. Like I had it, I had an idea, but I wasn't sure. And then, um, you know, like in May, sometime in May, I, um, you know, get some photos texted to me from you. And, um, and then, uh, a week or so later, I get another text that basically is like, I'm going back to rehab. So that's, that's the time that that, through all of this, you know, you record death and extract, you're saying that you're better, that you're, you know, like you're telling yourself and you're telling us that you're okay. Uh You're kind of defensive about it. You're, you know, fighting with family and everybody, you know, that are showing signs of concern about you. And you're saying, I'm not like, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm past all of this. I'm continuing on. I'm trying to focus on my sobriety. And then all of that just implodes and falls apart. And uh-huh. you're saying that that's what happened is you, uh, you get these detox drugs or detri- what is it, detox
0: meds? I got Librium, which is yeah. something they won't give you to detox. Librium is like diet Valium or diet Ativan. like. But if you take a handful of them with vanilla extract, you should die. And is that what happened? literally what happened. And I have no recollection of it. I just remember coming to in my bed and seeing the empty bottle and being like, what the fuck just happened. And uh, looking in the little what's it called the nightstand the drawer in the nightstand where the bottle was sitting on top of opening it and seeing like three empty bottles of vanilla extract. So I first of all went and got those in a blackout don't even know how I did that. No recollection of it. And then at some point decided, I don't want to wake up from this. My life isn't worth it. And, and so- that was a side of me that like, I don't even know. And um, like most of this last relapse was in a blackout. And I was talking to my therapist about it. And what it feels like to me is like remember that movie Sybil, where she's got like split personality disorders. Mm. I woke up from a from a blackout relapse and I feel like I'm having to apologize for some girl I've never met before because I don't know who the fuck said all those things. I don't know who fell down the stairs and had bruises all over her body. It certainly wasn't me. I don't remember doing that. So it's like when the disease takes over, it's fucking strong. So blackout is actually, you're wide awake according to everybody else. Mm-hmm. But, you're wide awake as a different character in your body. Yeah, it's almost like schizophrenia or something. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, um, I know our friend Vicky was, you know, uh, was crucial in helping you get into rehab and stuff like that. But um, yeah, when you wake up with Vicky Lucas standing next to you, you're going to rehab. <laughs> oh, is that is that what happened? You just woke up and yeah. she's
0: there? Oh, fuck. yeah, I, well, I mean, like, I was still talking to her. She was probably con- trying to convince me to go to treatment. I was like, "No, I've been to too many treatments. That I'm not doing it again. I just need a fucking detox. I just need a medical detox, and that's all I'm doing." And um, my husband knew who knows who she is, mm-hmm. and took my phone, found her number, and called her, and was like, "I can't fucking deal with this. You need uh, to come get her out I, of the house."
1: I was going to say, "What's what's the bear's what's the bear's role in all of this?" Because you know, like. Um, one of the things
0: that barricaded himself in his room because I was, I don't remember this moaning and sobbing and sounded like I was being murdered on the floor. I remember none of it. I mean, Uh... neighbors were calling going, is she okay? Like, it probably sounded like he was beating me. Meanwhile, he's in a room with the door locked nowhere near me. And I'm just sobbing because who the fuck knows? Maybe my conscience was waking up and I was going, what the fuck have I done?
1: Huh. Wow. So, yeah, because, I mean, um, you know, we'll get into this uh, down the road also. is um, You and I, like, I didn't know what was going on with you in the barrack. And I don't know how, like, when you texted me and called me and told me I'm going to rehab in May of 2021 and you said vicky's taking me to rehab you never mentioned you never mentioned him um you never mentioned your mom you just mentioned vicky and you said you were going to rehab and that was it and 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 leading and and moving forward you never mentioned anybody else really you mentioned your mom occasionally like you were you know like you're going to like call her on her birthday or something like that mm-hmm. but i had no idea what was like what everybody's role in your life was still like I didn't know I like I didn't know if you and the bear got divorced like I that like, almost happened yeah and you know and I, I had wondered up but like you didn't mention his name to me for almost a year up until we caught up a you know a few weeks
0: ago. Get this like Dude, I didn't speak for three months. When you were in rehab or just yeah just- this time because the first time when I went in there for the detox in May Um, like, I just want everybody who's listening to know that insurance companies are fucking assholes and they will do everything they can to stop paying for you to be in treatment and to say that it's not medically necessary, which is bullshit because look what happened to me when they, you know, insurance is like, I'm not going to pay for it anymore. Oh, it looks like I fucking relapsed. So, but thanks for that relapse. They actually ended up the, um, rehab ended up taking me back in and they let me stay for a good while this time, because obviously insurance was wrong, wrong. Um, But so yeah, that but that time, um, because my new sobriety date is September 13th. So I think I went, there was a week where I was in the ER three different times. And I don't remember how I got there. Um, I remember ending up in the in the ER with whatever they had given me as a sedative in my system, plus alcohol still in my system, pulling all of the little things that they have you attached to like, you know, the heart monitors and whatever that just pulling that off. um, Screaming, where the fuck are my pants and leaving with the hospital gown top on and like some sweatpants that I don't even know if they're mine or what. And what I did was I walked my ass to the nearest liquor store. I remember None of this, maybe I slightly remember having like one of those humongous bottles of vodka and a big bag of like uh, sour cream and onion potato chips or something. And I just sat down on the ground and pounded that until I was gone. And when was this? Uh, I'm going to have to say that was probably the first week of September. Again, I don't exactly know. But it was OK, like, so this is the September time. So, yeah. yeah. OK, so someone called the ambulance on me and then I ended up back in the er and this time when i jumped up to pull all the things out of me because once i have the alcohol that's the thing about the disease is once you have the alcohol in your system you're not going to think clearly like when alcohol is in my system i need to get more of it there's no way i'm thinking about getting off of it but when i tried to bust out of that there that time uh the police were standing there they were like you can either make this easy on yourself or hard but this this is the word that you don't leave of course i threw a fucking tantrum And the doctor came in and she said, look, I'm not releasing you unless it's to a treatment center because you're going to die. And I can't be liable for that. Like we will. What's going to happen is you're going to get out of here. You're going to drink. You're going to die. And your family is going to sue us. So for liability, you're only going to be released to a treatment center, which is where, of course, Vicky of Equanimity Interventions, who happens to be one of my closest friends. got me back into a detox and back into cliffside Malibu. Um,
1: And yeah. And um, I know we're skipping around everybody, but yeah, like that, uh, like, I think I texted you to wish you happy birthday. And then you sent me a picture and you're just like, well, this is how I spent my birthday. And it was a picture of you in the hospital bed again. And then you're like, I'm going back. And I'm like, "Uh, okay. And that was after um, You know, like, well, let's and then, you know, like, let's rewind and go back to May is like you went in in May. You told me that you know, there's so much stuff for you to tell me. Um, You said you're going into rehab. Vicky was taking you. I didn't really know much else. And I was waiting for you to to kind of come back and let me know what's going on. And what was really funny about that or interesting was. I feel like you were like you're like, I'm going back to rehab. And then you were like really active on the texts and you were like, I'm going to, I can't wait to tell radio rehab what happened here. And I can't tell you like all these things. And the
0: shame hadn't kicked in yet.
1: Well, I think part of it too was like, maybe you're still like, like they're like letting you get it out of your system. You still have a telephone, you know, like you're still able to text. And then after a while I'm like, can I talk to you? Like, can we still have our regular conversations while you're in? Like, I didn't know because you said you were in rehab, but you're texting me like you normally text me right in regular life, you know, like at all hours of the night and day, and we exchange, yeah. you know, a hundred texts a day. And then you went dark. And and then I went and I was like, Well. I guess now she's completely entrenched in the program.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, they were. I was looking around at, you know, the mainly younger people doing this, but it's like, dude, you're in a rehab that costs a million dollars a day that your insurance is paying for. You're in fucking beautiful Malibu. You're getting amazing, delicious food. You're sitting in front of a fucking pool and you're really going to be on TikTok or whatever the hell they were doing. And, um, the staff came and they go, look, we're giving everybody this opportunity. Um, if we feel if you're being really sucked into your phone, then you're not focusing on your recovery and you're not being present. And before they even finished their sentence, I was like, take my fucking phone. Like I didn't come here to be on the goddamn phone. You're right. Um, of course, the younger people were like, fuck you. No way. You know, mm-hmm. like their rights were being taken away. But, you know, I saw it as a gift and was like, Yeah let me focus on myself for once since I haven't been doing that, you know, for the past couple of years, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, let me be here for a minute. But this is a really important thing to mention is that that time in May, um, when I went into detox, I was resentful at AA. And I don't know if like, you remember the stories about how, you know, when I got clean in NA back in 2001, that's how I ended up relapsing on alcohol was over a resentment I had at the people in NA. So at this point, I'm like, AA didn't work for me. And, you know, with none of the reality setting in that AA did work for me, I quit working AA. That's exactly what happened. Hmm. Like, I stopped working a program. The program works fine. There's millions of people around to prove it. I just got mad because I couldn't get down with some of the things. Uh, I was having um, a really hard time with like the connection to a higher power part. And um, I was around a bunch of people who do, uh, some of whom did not like AA and were doing the Buddhist recovery approach, which Mm -hmm. we've done episodes of on this show. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm just gonna do that. And I'm not gonna do AA, but you know, people go into anything like that, will will end up relapsing. You can't go into something because like, oh, I'm this doesn't work and this sucks. I'm going to try this the easier, softer way, because there is no easier, softer way if your brain's looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ended up not working for me. And I, like now I, I've had to come back to basics. So I was able to put together a couple months, you mm-hmm. know, like three months. But like once you were once I was working, no program and everything stopped and we had moved into the new house, then it was like, oh, shit, what have I done again? Oh, and here, I can't believe I forgot this. Here's how it started. So, and the bear, of course, is beating himself up for this. His company, he works for an Israeli company. They sent him like um, something in, you know, like in Christmas time the year before. I don't know what it was. It was like a celebration bag. And it had, you know, those airplane bottles of vodka. It had one of those of vodka and one of those of like, Maybe tequila. I don't remember Something like that. So together, those are like, what, two ounces. And when we're unpacking and getting the house together, I open that box. And obviously, if I'm working a program, that's the point where I scream. I call somebody to come downstairs. I run up the stairs and say, get this the fuck away from me. But no, I had no mental defense. So I drank those. And once the two ounces of alcohol was in my system, I was off and running. Interesting. Like yeah. amazingly sneaky
1: so um yeah so um to put you know to put the bear put your husband the bear in the middle of all this like so he was he basically was the one who helped call for help that first Uh time you called vicky got you into rehab very supportive during all of that like was you know still had your back everything was going to be okay once you got out and once you went to treatment you know x y and z um, I do remember, uh, when you were about to get out, you and I were texting, uh, this was, uh, probably around, uh, June ish, mid June, maybe. Um, and, uh, I mean, I guess we should, I, I mean, we should have known the signs there. You were basically, when you were texting me, um, and you're like, yeah, I, I I'm, uh, we're, we're moving, like, I'm getting okay. out, and you're like, we're, I'm getting out next week and, uh, we're moving, and I was like, "Oh, so you bought this house?" Because before all of this started, you were in the process of looking and buying this house, but it didn't sound like it wasn't a, it wasn't a done deal. I didn't know what was happening, and it sounded like the stuff that you were telling me. It sounded like it wasn't going to go through, and I assumed that maybe with the relapse, and maybe like maybe it was like, "Hey, let's you know put a pause on it." I had no idea, and then uh, you tell me you're getting out, and you're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm getting out next week." And we're moving. And I was like, Oh, so you got that house. And you're like, you're like, yeah, we got the house. And you know how that is, I'm gonna have to move. And I hope it doesn't drive me to drink. And when you said that, oh, you I were I said that, and you were just getting out. You were you weren't even out, or you just gotten out, or something of that nature, or you were doing outpatient or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, I, was doing, I was doing outpatient. And when you were saying that to me, I was just like, "Well, that's not a very good attitude." Yeah. <laughs> and and then um and then after that, you kind of went silent on me again, and I would hear from you sporadically. But I wouldn't, but not very much. And then I was like, if we talked, it was, we talked in, you know, in general terms. And yeah. and, and so I kind of sense something was up, but I also was like, I, it was, I was in this headspace of, I don't want to keep pushing you. I want you to come to me. That's kind of where I was. And, um, and and I I kept that kind of stance all the way to the end until just recently when you were like, okay, I'm ready to start doing this again and start doing the show. And for us to talk about it, Uh, you and I have, you and I talk about things. And like I said, we talk about everything, but we talk about little, we, we, we allude to it, but we don't go into any details. We just talk about like, us being stupid, us being silly, our our silly friendship, not our serious head, you know, the, 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 the the intense headstrong friendship part of, um, and I would, I, I always told myself, I was like, when she's ready to come to me with this, she'll tell me, and that's what happened, um, so, so yeah, so, yeah, so we get, you get through that, so that's what happened, is, the bear was supportive with you through all of that. He saw that you had some issues. He got you help. You went and got help. You come back out. You go into this move mode. He's got to work. And he's got to work and you've got to move um, because, you know, your job is, you know, less, you know, I don't want to say it's less important, but it's, you know, it's not as less time consuming, right? it's not as it's a little bit more fluid than his yeah like I can
0: record when I want to right
1: exactly and so um so immediately you relapse Mm -hmm. and then that's why I don't hear from you I like I don't like everybody asks me about you and I'm like well we talk but I don't know and I was like and I and I'm in my you know in the back of my mind and in my head you know maybe just out like I maybe don't vocal it to anybody outside my immediate family of like my brother and my uh, my mom that I'm like I don't know how she's doing and I and I don't hear from her all the time and she's not talking to me so I like so I had an inkling that things might weren't going right there was a point that um I wanted to make sure that you were still working and doing okay, so I actually checked the live stream of one of your stations. Oh and, yeah, and I heard your voice, and I was like, "Well, she's not dead. <laughs> you know, like she's doing well enough to be able to still work. So, you know, uh, you know, she's she's okay, you know. And then you and I, and then I would text you, and then you text me, but not talk about anything else. So I was so. I guess through so basically through all of this. So I mean, like that was your relapse was almost immediately after you got out of uh yeah. out of rehab. Well,
0: because I was like, I guess I was never really in sobriety mode. I had learned some techniques at this place that I was doing outpatient, like mm-hmm. meditating and stuff that was really cool, but I wasn't putting enough time into it. It's like you can't just like do Buddhism casually, you know? Mm-hmm like force yourself to do a guided meditation at night when I don't want to. And I'd rather be watching something on TV. Like I just wasn't ready for it. Um, like, and the fact that I wasn't focused so much focused on my recovery, you know, maybe going to like two meetings a week, maybe. And one of them, you know, was not 12 step based. And so, yeah, I just, once the whole move ended, I had nothing to stop me from picking up and drinking. And as far as like the radio stations go, that was something that was actually really cool. This time is like, I didn't, I almost ended up ruining my marriage, but I didn't end up ruining my jobs. And uh, both radio stations were really cool. And um, just caring with the way I was like, I really, they were like, what do you want to do? Like, we don't want to say goodbye to you. What do you want to do right now? Cause I told them, I'm like, I needed to go check myself in somewhere. And I was like, well, what I really need to do is maybe to get a little time off and just be able to focus on myself. And they were both like, when you want to come back, say the word. And I did. So I got a little time off to focus on myself. And and, then I immediately went back into recording. And like I said, I was honest with both of them about what I needed and what was happening. Because, yeah, it's not like, you know, um, people can see you anymore everybody's recording from home it's not like you know it'd be different if i was like going into a studio people would be seeing me and going she looks kind of tired or like mm-hmm. something's <laughs> up or she's yeah. like oh well, yeah
1: she crushed the can on her head and threw it
0: in the in the garbage on yeah. her way out of the
1: elevator oh, my- sorry no, by the
0: way <laughs> your story from back in the early on <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah like People couldn't, people couldn't really, you know, you can't tell how people are doing. And and even though I was staying in contact with people from working, like texting them, like you just, you, there's nothing like seeing people and you can't really tell how somebody's doing. Great. So I I was really proud of myself that I was able to get honest with them and just go, you know what, I'm just gonna trust. I'm gonna, you know, turn it over for real for once in my life and, and take my claws out of this situation. And just believe that whatever happens is going to be the best thing for me. And it ended up being the best thing for me and also what I wanted at the same time. So, okay. That so,
1: was so, all right. So let's, so let, you know, well, let's just go down the, you know, chronico- chronological timeline. So like, yeah, around June um, or July over the summer, you're, you got out of the, you know, got out of the May rehab and then you moved and started drinking again. And so you're drinking again um it's more like august though okay but yeah but in that very sense end yeah, of august. yeah very right end
0: of august because this was a really quick like two week relapse of a one consistent big blackout that i don't remember any of
1: okay okay so um okay so you get out of rehab yeah so you get out of rehab in um Whatever, however, I because I like I don't know where you're at during this time. And I guess that is, I mean, like it, it's all kind of blending together when you texted me. Like, you were still in rehab in mid June because I, I take that because it's your mom's birthday, yeah. And, you, and your mom and you text and that, and I hadn't heard from you. And then you were like, I have a phone for a little while, and um, it's because I have I took my phone back to be able to text my mom for her birthday, and then yeah. I'm gonna get my phone right back, and and then like I didn't hear from you for a while. So I don't know exactly when you got out and all that. So it's, it's so so let's just say summertime and it turns out to be like summertime, late August is mm-hmm. when you kind of get out of that rehab and then you move and you immediately relapse. And then you go into like this two week or whatever, you know, like you go into this large blackout state. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all through all of this, what's happening with the bear?
0: Like it's, he's like, and this is something that was, you know, has been kind of a source of difficulty between us. He, um, he was very much of the mindset, like, you are fucking with me. What you are doing is fucking with me. And I don't think this is a disease. And you know, to me, that sounds like a holocaust denier it's like really because the american medical fucking association does so yeah okay great uh yeah that's why insurance covers rehab because it's maybe maybe not a disease mm-hmm. um but yeah he took it personally and i can understand why he's like i did all of this stuff for you and this is how you're gonna act um so when i went into cliffside in september um i did not He did not speak to me until the end of November when I came home. I I was coming home on the weekends to record um, and he would lock himself in his office and I did not see him and I would text him when I left to know to let him know that I was gone and he could come out of the room. Oh, wow, he just wanted nothing to do with me. And you know, while you're in rehab, you've got all these resources like therapy and couples counseling and that's what everybody was doing. And my therapist reached out to him and he basically said, no, I'm not interested. I'm divorcing her. Oh, wow. So I had to spend, you know, a good two months coming to terms with that's the reality of where I'd gotten myself. Like, that's the wreckage I'm going to have to deal with Mm -hmm. when I get out. And um, I don't know whether it was just witnessing how different I was or him just seeing a complete behavioral change or maybe seeing how serious I was about, like, living as opposed to just kind of half assing it like before. It's like, yeah, know, I guess, you know, but still lazy and not really wanting to do things either for my recovery or for the house. Like this time, I'm like 100 percent involved in life. And you mm-hmm. can see that, Oh, by the way, did I tell you, I learned to cook.
1: Oh, you're cooking now,
0: huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been cooking for a couple months. months. Uh, thank you, Instant Pot. I just recently ventured outside of the instant pot and made some like stir fried dishes. But yeah, I have like, I've been doing so many things differently and I've never cooked in my life. Like some people are probably like, you learn to cook big deal. It's like, no, it's me though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I won't even scramble eggs. <laughs> like, And now I'm like actually, you know, cooking and making dishes. So that's, um, yeah, that he can just, I think he, he from what he says to me anyway, is that he can just see a total difference. Like, I feel more sober and more secure right now than I ever felt in those five years that I had last time.
1: I, I bet. Like, yeah. I have a
0: whole new take on it now.
1: Yeah, so, okay, so, so yeah, so you, when you went off the wagon, he was just like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And I, and that's what I, I mean, yeah. like, I thought that that was, I, I, like, I... I could see him going through that in May, you know, like with all, you know, I, that's, and that's what I thought kind of happened. So it happened the second time. And, um, and so probably
0: had those feelings in May, but, um, the house was like a bigger priority. We had so much stuff on the table Mm -hmm. that I don't think you could really focus on that. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And so, okay, so then, yeah, so, uh, you know, yeah, we fast forward to September, something happens in that blackout, you wake up, um, uh, you're in the hospital, you go out, you get picked up by the cops or whatever that's right, as that I'm recalling this correct, right? And
0: yeah, some ambulance came, grabbed me and took me to another hospital. How's the, And so, of course, I'm like, you know, drowning in medical bills right now, but how fucked up is this? I walked two blocks away from the hospital that I escaped from and sat outside of that liquor store drinking. An ambulance picked me up and took me five miles to a different hospital and are charging me for it. How the fuck does that make sense? Oh, interesting. Did medical bills make me wanna like leave the country? (laughs) It's like, are you, uh, like what they say? Oh, it wasn't medically necessary. Like, really? That she was in the middle of the street in a blackout? Not medically necessary? Oh, okay. Wow. It's like now I, I look at all those homeless drunk people and I understand like the system has basically failed them. Hmm. Like they're probably people who could have gone to treatment and, you know, maybe turned their life around. Fair but enough. because insurance companies don't think it's medically necessary. I mean, a lot of them do. And the doctors, you know, in these treatment centers are so much smarter than the pseudo doctors at insurance companies that they have these peer reviews. So they're like the actual MD at the treatment facility, just talking circles around them. Like, nope, you're wrong here. Check article 41 a, you know? And so mm-hmm. they did a lot of fighting to keep me in treatment for as long as they did.
1: Gotcha. Shout out to the side. So, um, so yeah, so September you go in or late September, early October. Cause I remember, like I said, I texted you around your birthday and you're like, uh, yeah, I'm going in. Um, I'm going back. You're basically like, yeah, I'm going back. This is how I spent my birthday. Um, at the time, you told me that you were going to get out late October or the end of October.
0: Well, yeah, um, we go in. Insurance tells you how much they're going to cover. Mm-hmm. The way it actually works is they tell you that. And then like a few days before that, they start fighting. And then they start calling the treatment, treatment center and, and talking to them and going, does she have this? Does she?" So that's why the medical team has to ask you a million questions every day, which gets so annoying. Like. Mm-hmm. How's your mood on a scale of one to 10? Do you feel like drinking? Have you thought of hurting yourself in the past 24 hours? Same questions every day. Do you have any urges? Do you have night sweats? Um, They do all of this so that the insurance company, they can say, yeah, she has all of these. So the insurance company can't go, okay, she's ready to step down. Mm -hmm. So that's, that kept happening. And um, the insurance, I mean, mean, the uh, treatment center was able to fight for me and get me to stay there a little while longer
1: yeah and so um yeah and and that was um so you would text me throughout all of that and let me know you know just little things again we were talking you know little things and you're like oh i might get out this and that uh i think around november i was in southern california and i was going to try to i was trying to visit you but we couldn't coordinate it quite right um and then um you said that you were going to start doing outpatient and then yeah, it was just like I said it's like our life became you and I talking about stuff but not talking about really this except I know that I knew that you had gone back into treatment and that you were you know working and you know working on a program and everything. And then um I wanted like for this show I wanted you to be ready and I also wanted us to do it right. I wanted us to do it correct and I said we couldn't we can't just Jump into this prematurely, you know. Like ha- like imagine you know you got out of rehab in July or whatever it oh, was. Oh yeah, and, I would have and, finished and, shit show. and then you would have said, "Oh, I'm ready to go. Let's go." And we, you know, we did what we would normally do, and we jump in and we record a bunch of stuff, and or we record an episode or two, and then you disappear, and then you know right. we're back to
0: you know square one. Um Yeah, I needed to wait till I knew I was serious, like in my right. Yeah. And, and that's what I waited for.
1: And I figured I was gonna, it's funny, because I kind of had a feeling that it was getting close. And I, and there were times that I would be like me that I thought about texting you like, hey, let's get on a zoom and let's talk this out. And um, you beat me to the punch, you know, like, it was like, it was a thought that I hadn't quite gotten to yet that I like it was I hadn't gotten around to it yet. And then you were just like, five years or five months, let's do it. And let, and I was yeah. like, well, okay, let's so let's talk all this stuff out and let's figure out how we're going to do this, and um, and then you know here we are, and I want it, and you know, as that's why I had so many questions, as is because uh, I mean, we did actually pretty good job of talking about it without going into crazy details. Of like, because I thought this was gonna be like, I kept telling you, I like blocked out like four hours of time because I thought that this was gonna be like a four-hour episode <laughs> about us talking like about the things. Shogun of podcasts. And yeah, and I mean, I think what's gonna happen is over time, we're gonna rediscover, like, or I'm gonna learn something. You're, I'm, oh I'm yeah, gonna, uh, I've, a, a c- details are gonna come out in yeah, the stories, yeah stories. Stories are gonna come out and be like, oh, is that what happened? Or you know or whatnot, but, like, in general, this is, you know, this is where we are, um, and it sounds like I'm, you know, like, I'm glad that um, everything is is good with, you know, with the home life and everything like that, so you went home, you, and, and that's the thing, too, is, like, obviously, the bear cared enough to let you back into his house if he really was going to divorce you he could have said you're not welcome to come back here yeah but that
0: would have been lawyers involved <laughs> hey, <laughs> my cat's in this motherfucking <laughs> house. oh well, there's that there's that i did think about that okay yeah yeah there's the cat could have
1: been based on a healthy fear <laughs> that's true um well he could have he could have put the cat out and said okay bye <laughs> oh i think he'd he
0: values his testicles <laughs> <biology laughs> <right. laughs>
1: so then uh but you know you know you when you see it is something of when you see somebody acting a certain way or doing something differently then you're like i mean like that's how you guys got back together in the first place five years ago you know you guys you guys were not together when you got sober five years ago uh we fought for six months and uh, 2015 and then um you know uh what was it amends were made and that kind of opened the door a little bit and he saw what you were doing to work towards your sobriety. And that's how you guys got back together. And yeah. um I don't know if I don't know how much we ever talked about that, if ever, um back then. And so now here we are, you guys he saw what you're doing and things are different and you're serious about shit not that you weren't serious before but you know you can just kind of tell like I think I told you this in our in our in our checkup with the you know with our with our catch up with each other off the air you know a week or two ago is when I talk to you after things like that when these relapses happen or when you and I don't talk for a long time and we do that gut check that's what I look for in you is oh yeah like what's what's different what's different like what makes this different than before what like what's you know is it the same song and dance of what you're doing it's like if that's the case you know because we know people where they come down yeah. we know a handful of people that come up and go oh I'm good and blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like I was like oh I've heard this before
0: right I'm like, um, yeah as an alcoholic and addict myself, I can never put stock in what people say they're I'm doing this and I'm great. And I'm doing right. either, either I look at them and think they're doing great or it's, you know, and over. Right.
1: Don't- and so like you and I, when we were talking and you were telling me about some of the stuff that you're doing, like, I didn't know that you were cooking, which is awesome. Uh, that's, that. that's, uh, that's interesting. And, uh, uh, And then, you know, like there's some other things that you've told me that you're doing differently in this new round of, you know, in this new lease of sobriety that is awesome that um, I'll let every, I'll let you share, you know, like, you know, the things that you're trying to do for your future.
0: Oh, yeah. I I realize that because I thrive in treatment and I've been in so many treatment centers that I feel like I would be a value in a treatment setting. And I've met a lot of people um, who did this. I'm going to do the drug and alcohol certification at UCLA and you know get my certification and be a counselor which is funny because i'm also still going to do you know radio stations and a podcast it'll probably just add more to the podcast i'll be learning more and you know be able to talk about it on the show but yeah i'm really excited about that i feel mm-hmm. like and well like well, when you told me it's it's it's
1: a really smart way for you to to pivot or to move around is um one of the things I know that was probably it has always been kind of a crutch in your in your addiction is you know the job because you know what we do for a living isn't stable
0: yeah so, no. <laughs> you know
1: our careers are not stable, and it's it's very fleeting and fluid, and you know sometimes you have a gig, sometimes you don't, sometimes the gig is in your hands and you know timing or whatnot, but um this will give you some stability to be able to do all the things that you want to do, like be able to do radio and be able to do the podcast without having to worry about a nut and somebody providing that nut for you. You can, you can call your own shots. You don't have to, you know, I know that that's always been, you know, a weight on your shoulders is, you know, the bears on my ass because you know what, he's helping, he's helping for me to survive and you won't need that as much. I mean, you'll yeah. you, you'll you're together because you want to be together or, you know, yeah. not because, oh, he's he's a he's shelter. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Right. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I but it's perfect for you, I think, you know, and, it, and it's the first time I've ever heard you ever talk about doing something outside of, you know, of radio, outside of uh, of media. and yeah. This is, I think, and, you know, there's a lot of work out there for you once you're, oh once you're my ready. God.
0: I know it's something that I could actually help people in. And I know, like, like the reason, you know, as, as like discouraging and scary as it is to do this podcast and admit that I relapsed and had to start over, I also realized the reason I started this podcast was to show people the reality of the situation, not for me to look good. So I've always said, if God forbid, I relapse, I'm going to be honest about it and tell everybody how it happened. And that's pretty much what I feel like my purpose is. And it would have been, um, it would have been unfair for me and listeners if I came back before I was ready. So yeah, waiting till I have five months and I feel completely secure like I do right now, I think was a really good decision. But yeah, just for anybody who's in AA and is hanging onto their seat by a thread, like I can't even tell you how much easier it is to sit there and go through the pain than to come back Mm -hmm. after a relapse and start over like that is it is so hard. And there's just so much guilt and shame and remorse and all this stuff wrapped up in it that I mean, it's really hard. Mm hmm.
1: So um so yeah so i mean like that's us that's at the, that's kind of it in a nutshell um what's coming up is you know uh we've we're also you know we've also talked about doing radio rehab a little bit differently so that it's manageable so that it's not you know you know i think before we were you were you know like you were you were More stable in your sobriety, although you know, learning that it wasn't that stable because you relapsed, but you know, you were in this place where we could do you know, like these longer episodes and do multiple episodes a week and whatnot. And you know, like it's one day at a time right now, and we're so what we basically have decided to do is just kind of switch the format up so it's manageable for you and your sobriety, and 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 that we don't leave you guys hanging anymore. You know, that was that was a big that was something that used to kill me is that, you know, the stop and start. We would get into a groove or we would have plans and then they fall apart. And then, you know, like, you know, like we did Death and Extract in April and we thought we were going to, like, hit the ground running again. And, you know, we you know, everything fell apart. So here we are. What we're doing is uh, we're recording this with the two of us. We're going to a, a weekly release episode every tuesday um once this episode's dropped you're gonna hear from us every tuesday it's gonna be either me and dana together or dana with a guest um like before
0: lots of new guests now that i've been in rehab there's
1: there's a lot of people we've got a we've got a very large wish list of people that we want to talk to and um
0: one thing as far as like the uh like responding to people and the messages on Instagram and, and uh, emails and stuff is it's going to take me a while to get back to everybody. I have like, I think 36 unread text messages in my phone. And I feel like I'm like developing an ulcer when I look at them and think of I have to respond to everybody. Sorry, I've been off the grid. This is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Only there's 36 of them and they're all going to respond back right away. And it just gives me so much anxiety. Oh, so wait a second. There's people that have been reaching out to you on text that you just. Oh, uh, yeah. Been like- oh, and they probably once I go back on social media, I'm sure they started there. And then when they were like, dude, she hasn't even logged into this shit then they were probably like, oh, fuck. Is she uh, I didn't even think
1: I didn't even think I was like, yeah, I guess a lot of those people have your total, your cell phone number, too. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's because if you really want to reach me, social media is not the way to do it. Right, right, right. So really there. You gotta uh,
1: touch- so I didn't even think that there's. Dozens upon dozens. there's three dozen people, at least <laughs> that are looking for you and you haven't even. Rep- I guess because I, I don't
0: pull it down to one a day i'm
1: one I'm one of the fortunate ones that I send a text. I'll get an I'll get an answer <laughs> eventually. I think I, unfortunately, I am like I think there's like one of uh four people that have that luxury, and one of them's a cat, so <laughs> <laughs> so um, but yeah, so what we're doing is um we're recording. Um, we're gonna, you know, what we're, we're pre-recording a bunch of interviews, uh, or conversations with other guests. We're releasing this, but, you know, um, rain or shine, we're releasing episodes every Tuesday, starting with this episode. Um, like I said, it's going to be, uh, sometimes just us if we don't have a guest, but it will, or it will be a guest and then followed by, um, you know, a little bit of a wrap up, catch up with us. And, um, that, you know, for now, that's what we got, um, you know, down the line. If things get better and things get easier and we get a little bit more solid, you know, we could start adding, um, you know, other stuff into the mix, you know, maybe sprinkling some, you know, entertainment episodes and, and whatnot or whatever it is or, you know, like, but we don't know yet. You know, we, we can't commit to anything. What we can commit to and what we know, uh, uh, what we can handle is this along with, oh, uh, along with the blog.
0: Yeah, that's right. A blog is starting up too. And like, if there's anything, like we've we've discussed the meat of the relapse um, in later episodes, we're, we'll get into more of like my recovery, what I've been doing, how I've been doing it and stuff like that. But I mean, if anybody has any questions about the relapse, like that I did not answer, feel free to send an email to radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. G-O-T-O productions.com.
1: Yeah. And And just give
0: me more stuff to respond to. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Do you remember the text number? Fuck, I don't. 415. Jesus. 4969511. Ah, Okay. 4154969511. You can text. You can text us. If you got something to text, you can text
0: us. That's the text.
1: And and we, we want to start getting into that. You know, send us emails. Send us, you know. Uh if you tell us we suck, if you tell us uh, you like to hear what more. That,
0: I'm just out of a relapse.
1: Oh uh, yeah, well t- text me then. Don't text Dana. <laughs> Don't email Dana. But what we what we I've been beaten down enough. Trust but me. But what we do want is uh we do want to get into the into the stages of um, you know, reading people's emails and people sharing their stories and read or sharing tidbits from what they've learned from us or just you know, something that they want to share. Comments and or questions that they want to ask that we can address, and um, we want to start doing that. But like I said, uh, you know, beginning today, uh, this episode is dropping um, February fifteenth, uh, and uh, it, yeah, Dana's five months sober. Yep, and uh, we'll we'll just keep trudging along, and we'll come at you every Tuesday with a new episode new conversation, maybe an old conversation. Um, you know, we've got some, you know, we did, if we have a few episodes, a few conversations in the can, I don't know how much water they hold, how you know, like how, how much they transfer from back then. Cause they're, you know, a little bit about a year old, but we could probably reshare those on some old throwbacks. Yeah. I can
0: share those as a throwback or a bonus. And I think, um, Like, yeah, if you know anyone who should be on the show or you want to be on the show, obviously, let us know that, too. Yeah. So. um, So that's it. Good job. We did it. It's done. It's like that moment in a meeting where they're like, are there any newcomers? Oh, God, it was awful raising your hand and everybody says your name and applauds and stares at you. The cool thing about it though, is COVID and you're wearing a mask. So you don't have to be that embarrassed this time. Uh, but yeah, once you, on the, on the 29th day when I raised my hand and identified for a newcomer as the last time, it was just like a weight off my shoulders. Like, okay, now I can, now I can get back to it. Uh,
1: real quick, I feel now. So real quick before I, uh, before we we end it i guess we didn't even really jump into this and this will be a topic down the road too is so you do in-person stuff now oh yeah that that you know that that's
0: that's what you need that's what i need and that's what i do i hate wearing a fucking mask i got some like Peri oral dermatitis from having to wear masks for so long, but that's what I'll do for my recovery because I have to be in in person meeting. Mm-hmm. I can do a couple Zoom, but I can tell you, you know, what's going on in the background when I do those because I just don't pay attention. Hard mm-hmm. for me to pay attention, but yeah. So I go to in person meetings, and I have home groups and stuff now, and I'm connected with the people I went through treatment with, and we meet up and go to meetings. So,
1: so you meet up and go to meetings, yeah. you. Uh... I'm very, so you, you do, the- do, you do, you do, do you still do zoom meetings or no more or a little bit
0: one if it's, if I'm asked to, because somebody's speaking or, you uh, know, okay.
1: that, but, but most know, of your recovery is the- in person <laughs>
0: and um you're, you're back in therapy. You weren't in therapy before. You no, been- I wasn't in therapy for a long time. And I'm, and I also feel like once, you know, I get really into it with working with a sponsor, I don't feel like I'm going to need therapy that much. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems kind of superfluous if if I'm really working the steps, because uh, I feel like I've gotten I've gotten everything kind of out. Right. So, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is, like I said, the strongest I felt in my recovery in a long time. And as awful as the relapse was, I'm almost grateful for it.
1: That's. uh, What is it? It's not two steps forward or one step forward, one step back two st- what's, what's yeah. the thing. <laughs> All out, on. Yeah. Forward, <laughs> one step, step back, back. And, well, back. I don't even know what it is. No, yeah. so, but you took a step back, but you were able to take the two steps forward, right? Yes. It's not. And that's it. If you didn't take two steps forward and one step back, you took a step back and you
0: took two steps forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which in the end equals one step forward. <laughs> yes
1: hey look at us knowing how to do math who knew but um i'm i'm glad we were able to to record this i feel a little better i thought i was gonna like jaw drop on the ground um i think the biggest shocker was that you tried to kill yourself in a blackout um but that's for
0: some reason i'm not that surprised <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, i'm like oh is that what happened okay got it <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know who blackout dana is like i just know i never want to see her again
1: i was about to say let's not meet her again yeah,
0: let's not meet that chick
1: um but all right then um uh thanks for listening uh like i said uh check the show notes uh for how to connect to us we'll make sure that um our email our text number and all of that is there um and uh again we'll be coming back every tuesday um with something new for you Uh, right go
0: ahead
1: (laughs) we don't even we don't even even know how to end the show
0: (laughs) Uh, that concludes the end of from five years to five months and thank you for listening and keep coming back